Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, episode four of the Muddy Waters Podcast Underworld Series. Um, it's been some dope interviews so far, man. Like, I've done interviews with people I never thought I'd be able to interview from walks of life that I never thought I'd be able to get an insight and look into, but it's definitely been dope so far. Um, right now, I'm sitting next to uh, the definition of a get money nigga. Like, niggas talk get money shit talk about drugs talk about just doing all type of shit that they not really doing and if they are doing it they doing it on a small scale but you know my guy right here he definitely is doing it on a major scale getting money in all type of ways um i'm gonna let him introduce himself i'm here with my boy lucci the real lucci before wife in Gotta put that out first, man. Before YFN, man. And I spelled my shit mad differently, you know what I'm saying? Had to put that out there first, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? L double O T C H I, man. And I sat down one day, I was thinking about a real cool ass name I wanted, and I kind of always fought the letter L. And uh, of course, of course, the scheme was always some money shit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, regular names like cash and dollar and all that you know that's regular regular shit something like loot you know what i'm saying i ain't never seen no nickname loot i ain't never made no nickname loot that shit fly and you know um i really think i'm half asian man well to be technical we asians are, are black are black descent so you know what i'm saying asians are us in, in in real actuality but you know what i'm saying so i just always fuck with asian culture you know um fuck with buddha heavy so um i one day i said one day I just thought about, um, you know, Chi, you know, the Chi. And so I just put Chi on the, on the back of uh, Luke, you know what I'm saying? So Luchi, you know what I'm saying? That's how I got that got that rolling. Oh, that's dope as fuck, bro. So you got your name from Luke, like cash, yeah. Luke, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, something original, man. Something original. Nobody, nobody gave it to me. Was no no big homie said, hey, yo, you name this now. You know what I'm saying? Something I just sat down and thought about put put together. Mm-hmm word and you know you always been a get money nigga ever since i knew you bro you always been a fly nigga always been a nigga that had shit going on man but you know you always been a get money nigga man talk about how you got introduced to getting money like i'm sure you probably had ambitions as a young nigga like i want this Mm -hmm. like i want to have this like what influenced you bro like back in the day Um, as a kid what was the first thing you saw as a kid, ah oh, man, I don't, I don't, I can't even tell you as a kid because as a, as a youngster, I never really saw no no real live action ever. That's the crazy thing about it. like I always look at other people and their stories and where they from and stuff like that, and I never can really you know co- compare to that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or say I say I, I say I did that too or, or experienced that as well. So um, as a younger, I never really had nobody or really seen anything that really got me into the get money thing. Uh, what happened, honestly, I just was getting older, and I think my wants started getting bigger, and just the my eyes started seeing things differently. Like you know, Jordan Jordans, for instance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jordans, new pair of Jordans come out. You know, mama just mom might have just copped the ones you know from last month. That's a, let's let's back up too. I'm a, I'm a suburban trap kid. Let's go ahead and back this up. I'm a suburban trap kid, and I'm gonna speak on that too later on. But I'm gonna make that clear. I'm a suburban trap kid. You know what I'm saying? I ain't come from no uh, no real broken family or no broken homes. And you know, shout out to people who, who come through those situations, come out of those situations on top too. Because you know, I met a lot of people who had those situations that came out on top, and they just flourish. 
but you know what I'm saying. But I never, I didn't come from no no broken home situations or um, I came from a two parent home, you know, nice two story house, you know, situation like that. But to to make that more make that more clear, you know, that ain't always how how I look on the outside may not be how I look on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like how America is, it, people may think it's the greatest country ever, but shit, people that are living in this motherfucker might not agree with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, but back to the whole getting money thing, you know uh. I really like I said jo like Jordans and just getting 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 older and just having more wants you know what I'm saying not really having to ask moms or you know worry about if mom's gonna do it you know just do it yourself type situation so uh really just you know like I said kind of like just getting like just wanting more uh and fashion honestly fashion was switching up fashion is switching up I mean middle school uh I was like you said I always been on, on clothes and fashion I was uh, heavy on Dickies and Jabos and um that shit was washing out, and the fitted jeans was coming in. The red monkeys, the red monkeys were before the fitted jeans, but that that shit wasn't too too major down here. But um, the fitted jeans was coming in, so me and my cousin was like really trying to get rid of all our clothes, like because we we needed new shit. Like the the Jabos, the Bows and Dickies was over with. So you know niggas was selling niggas was selling the Jabos to like older guys and um uh like Plato's Closet shit like that. So that kind of that kind of little hustle right there, kind of like. Started up some of the whole like getting money schemes, like you know, doing things on your own, get make some money type situation. So, you know, stuff like that is how I kind of really like getting into stuff, man. Just make my own little money, like candy. I mean, like niggas in middle school used to have boxes, like different niggas used to all have different boxes of candy every day. And another thing, middle really, I would say middle school on my own, on my own tip. Uh, mm -hmm. fucking, we had uh, 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 what's that shit called? Uh, with the Kool Aid and sugar. Um, happy crack, happy crack, yeah, yes, sir. Happy crack, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> nigga would fucking make it like a little two or three dollar bag, you know what I'm saying? You know, make a gallon bag of five dollars, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So, a little petty ass hustles, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, you know, I didn't really come from a situation where I really needed or had to go get some money, you feel what I'm saying? So, if I, I all I know is niggas lucky I didn't, because if I did, I swear to God, I wouldn't even, I would be talking to you on a whole different scale. I'd probably have you fly out to me on some crazy shit because that <laughs> should be having me as a, a real monster out here, right? Feel me? So, but yeah, like really just coming up being getting older, just like having more, more bigger wants, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Just having a bigger eye for things and, you know, feeling like, you know, I don't want to ask my mother or, or having to wait and see what she going to say or hear or no. So, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, go find a little hustle. You know what I'm saying? Get into something, figure out something, make something shake. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Word, word. So being that you didn't have to want for shit, you know, I grew up in the suburbs too. Yeah. So like for me growing up, I never gave a fuck about going to get some money because I knew I was exactly. going to get it either exactly. way. Exactly. So what drove you to say, all right, I have to get this money because it wasn't just the clothes. Yeah. I mean, the clothes was cool. You had to have the clothes and stuff like that. But you knew at the end of the day, like, uh, eventually yeah. I'll yeah. get these pants. Yeah. Eventually I'll get these shoes. Yeah. Like, what was it inside of you that drove you to say, you know what? I really got to get this money now. Facts. Because you could have cut grass. Right. You could have motherfucking I did that, rake leaves. I, I did, like I did those regular, regular things. It's just... I guess it goes back to what I said earlier. It's so you ain't jump straight off the porch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, nah, I, nah. I didn't jump straight off the porch because it, yeah. it was my mind's always been expanding. So it was always like, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of like, what you know is what you do type of situation. You know what I'm saying? So anybody about to just jump off the porch and be like, hey, what the drugs at? Or, or what, what is that? What that? What that? What that? You know what I'm saying? So, nah. Uh, I definitely mowed a couple grasses though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I ain't hit the whole neighborhood block, but I definitely hit a couple grasses. Um. 
I tell you another thing I did. I uh this now this is where I got a lot of cap at. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, Richland County Richland County Recreation Centers. Mm-hmm. Working for like working for like summer camp programs. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie. Like when you're a junior counselor camper, like the first year you don't make no money. By the second year you start making a little bread. Yo, I was, that's what really turned my turned me turned me up. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I came back to school probably flies as I ever been off of that one. Yeah. So you know just little stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because. Honestly, the, the the trap shit ain't go start happening until later on in life when I really started smoking. That's really, I guess, I guess if you want to talk about that or how I really got into stuff like that, it's really because my wants. Honestly, again, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I wanted to smoke. your wants grew. Yeah, my wants grew. I wanted to smoke, and it got to a point where it's like, where the weed at? You feel me? So, so back up a little bit. Yeah. Around this time when. You know, you were saying your wants grew because you started smoking and shit like that. It easily progressed from clothes to weed. So, what type of weed was niggas smoking at this time? Because, you know, you had different eras. Like, I started smoking. Like, my first time smoking weed was 06, right? So, I remember smoking Reggie. Like, niggas, it was no, bro, you smoking Reggie like you lame. It was like everybody was smoking Reggie. Then you had the mid era. Then you had KB. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had Hayes. Niggas even, I was sweating God. I was just thinking about some KB the other day. Niggas even know about that con. Con Bud on God. Shout out to Boosie and Mike Fowler. RIP. <laughs> the niggas put me on Con Bud. Con Bud. RIP Ace, man. That's my real big bro, man. Niggas don't even know. I don't even have to speak on that because I just feel like he know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's been, it's been things and days and nights that I couldn't even sit here and talk to you about just being with that man, man. That man showed me a lot of, a lot of things in life that really changed me it's, and, and it's people like that it, see that's the thing it, it's not really with me it's never it's never really been like certain reasons or why it's been like people you know what i'm saying the people around yeah, you yeah mike, was, mike was a real active ass nigga you feel he me? was bro you feel me real active ass nigga and, and he was ready to go to war for his and, people you feel me he was and, bro. and that man took me in as a, as a little bro so it was like you know having a nigga like that who just looks out for you in a sense you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it kind of empowers you to be somebody that you know bigger than bigger than you might not even know who you really are mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so facts yeah 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 shout out to, shout out again to my big bro ace man mike Fowler, man r.i.p shout out to bro right. so you know, we were talking about the weed at that time. Oh, like, yeah, what was yeah, the weed yeah. you were? What was the weed that you oh. were smoking when you started smoking weed? And you was like, "Man, this shit getting expensive." Because I mean, weed was cheap, but at the end of the day, the economy was yeah. different. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's my like first time smoking weed uh, was with Mike. Uh, I had some purple haze. I was just telling you about this. That was mm-hmm. my first time smoking. So <laughs> after that, man, uh, Reggie was definitely in play. Um, really heavy though. I was smoking AZ. And then AZ AZ really had niggas like yeah this is this is it, uh but the mid the mid guy man midget man midget man definitely probably was was the was was the, was the strain that I was smoking and was like I ain't about to be keep buying all this damn weed bro mm. you feel me so and I had a homie name I had a homie name um he was from Florida his name was Florida you know what I'm saying so nigga looked out for me showed me a couple little things how to whoop de whoop. You know what I'm saying? That was that. So that nigga Florida put you on selling weed at uh, this time, or was it somebody? Or did you already have the? Did you already have the the landscape figured out? Because I mean, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out like, okay, I take this, sell it for this, yeah. and I can get this, and then I buy this again, Facts. and I can make this. Yeah. Was it you being a thinker and looking at the game, seeing how shit went? That taught you the game, or was it like people that actually taught you the game? Like, bro, I think do this, do that. I think it's how you said it's, it was. It was watching the game. Was watching the game and pretty much 
observing how people moved and interacted and then learning for myself and made it my own thing because shit first first couple of time i was buying this shit trying to make some money nigga i was getting finessed niggas yeah. giving it to me for the same price i was making my money back for mm. <laughs> so you were just happy to be selling weed yeah, yeah it yeah. was just the whole aura uh, yeah, like, like yeah because i mean because like i said at first it was like the whole smoking thing like i was buying i was buying it too much it was like damn i'm putting all this money in these niggas pockets then it's like damn they ain't got the shit i want damn is this is this is this the right amount like what is all this shit going on so it's like yeah. man, i'm about to shut this shit down i'm getting my own shit Buy my own shit, wear my own shit, smoke my own shit, I get my boys their own shit, now we good. So now it was like everybody good, cause my whole my all my circle smoked too. So it was like they needed weed and they was my boys at that time they was the type of circle like they wasn't really in the mix. They weren't in no streets, they wasn't doing no street niggas, you know, them boys hoop. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They was cool and so they needed they shit on some real private city, get it and go type situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, make it easier for them. That's another thing about me, man. I try to make shit mad easier for people that I deal with that's in my circle, man. Everything mm-hmm. gonna be a breeze if, right. I, if I can control it. Right. So, yeah. Facts, facts. But yeah, man, that AZ and then that midget guy and then I was like, yeah, I gotta I gotta step this up. And one summer, I was like, yeah, I gotta step this up. I gotta get my own shit. And how old were you at this time? I was like, maybe like 14, 14, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Word, word. Midget man. You was the midget man. Midget so man. you was running around the summit like with that pack. Yeah. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, were you on a bike? Were you walking like? Uh, honestly, I had pull up service. You had oh in the whip? Nah, nah. Niggas was pulling up on me. Oh shit! You feel me? Niggas was pulling up on me. I I probably walk. I probably walked about Maywood. That's mm, about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. That was about it. But nah, man. Nah. Damn. Ain't, ain't, I ain't start doing real drive service about high school. Yeah. Yeah, high school. That's how I started moving around in the whip. So I ain't, have, I ain't have a whip. Yeah, you yeah. was a jet. Niggas yeah, fifteen, yeah, young. Niggas ain't have cars at fifteen. Then, now kids got and cars. You know at what? 15. I'm, I'm really fucking my whole story up. I got to back up. A nigga really did put me on. I'm lying. Well, I was at Ridgeview, my nigga, and uh, one of my little boos. She, uh, her older brother. I don't even think she was my booty. I think I don't even. I don't think I knew her. But her older brother was was that guy. Like he had he had the gas at the time. This man said, "Hey, yo, you you do me a favor real quick." I'm like, "What's good?" It's like it's like my my older brother, big bro. So you do me a favor real quick. He's like, yeah, run this shit around the, around the, um, around the hallway from me. And you know, Ridge, it was like all straight hallways. Mm-hmm. So I was on, what was the A-Hall, running around to like, what was that, C-Hall? Mm-hmm. Made a play right in front of uh, in front of the um, gym. You didn't even, did you know you was making a play? Yeah, I mean, once he gave it to me, yeah. Because you smelled it. Yeah, yeah but at first, when he first <laughs> was telling me about it, I was like, nah. And on my mama, you can ask Raymond Jeter right now, he saw me make that shit. You felt good as fucking. I, bro, I was, I was crazy, and you know what? I'm back up again. Paid in full, man. Paid in full. Paid in full. I. I That's some paid in full shit, yeah, though. Paid right there, like yeah. that whole story, like a nigga giving you a pack, like go yeah. do this for me, like that's what happened in paid in full, like the laundromat. The nigga gave him the pack, and he was hiding it for him and shit, like real that. shit, man. Paid in full, man. I used to go to a barbershop on um right on right there on Taylor Street. It's called Kiki Barbershop, man. My nigga Tony used to cut me up. But I used to have all the hood classes, man. I hadn't seen so many hood classes in that damn barbershop before, more than I seen outside of the barbershop. Um, from Duncan Hines, uh, but that paid, I seen paid in full my first time. I probably was like, like 11, 12 years old. 11, 11, 12 years old, my nigga. And that movie that put me on game. I was like, mm. you gotta go figure out something, man. It's something out there different out there. Yeah. You feel me? And of course, uh, the nature of the person who I am, I, I adapted to Ace Boogie. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm hmm. 
Cause I didn't really have no hustle spirit at first. You feel yeah. me? The hustle spirit came on later, and it just it made a monster out of me. But I was always wanting to be the nigga, be like, you know, let me help the next person. We can all get it, type shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let me make this shit work. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, I had to back up. And I had to th- I'm glad we talking. Cause I had to think about that. Like, yeah, I really did have to go get put on real, real quick. So yeah. Yeah. Pay the fool and my nigga Chris, who who made me do that little serve for him, man. After that, after that serve of Chris, I met Florida. And Florida had the midget man. I was smoking AZ all the way up to the time I met Florida though, when I was at Ridgeview though. Mm-hmm. But I had some big homies. I had some big homies who were in the Ridgeview though. That's how I really got turned out to the weed game though. Before Mike, above, I mean after Mike Fowler made me smoke for the first time. Like my first freshman, my first day of freshman high school, I was high as shit. Mm. High as shit, my niggas. I missed the. <laughs> I, me and my cousin Ted, Ted would uh, try to go play basketball. You know they having um, they be having um, early bird mm-hmm. for the basketball players. Thought they had early bird today, didn't have it, so we missed it. Walk back home, try to catch the bus, missed the bus, so walk back to school. Luckily, my big homie Steve Stephen Bell picked us up. Man, shouldn't have gotten the car that day, boy. Got high as fuck. High as fuck, bro. And I mean, every day, every day from that day until they left, my nigga, I'm getting picked up. Getting, I'm getting high. high. Going I'm to school smelling like a pound. I'm going. I'm. I'm. Le- I'm getting. I'm leaving school. Going to get high. Like a real senior, bro. Freshman, yeah. bro. Like a I'm, real stoner. A real stoner. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm telling you, like this is a whole new life now. Mm. Going to school every day high is really challenging. <laughs> <laughs> you lose all inhibitions, bro, when you smoke or drink, bro. Like as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You lose all your yeah, inhibitions, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's it's like. You, you lose you, them. You're in a whole, it's like a time warp. You're in a whole nother zone. Yeah. You lose all your inhibitions, yeah. bro. Like, you really don't care. Not on some, like, I'll kill everybody in this motherfucker type shit. Yeah. You just don't care. Like, and I promise you, that's it how is what it is, bro. Like, uh, fuck it. And that's how I was when I got the bite through it, bro. That's how I really was. People tell me, why you walk like that? Because I'm in that zone. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I really, when I got the bite through I really did not care. I was upset. Yeah. I was upset as hell, man. I was, I was really wanting to be at uh, Ridgeview, man. Yeah. For real, for real. Speaking of Blythewood, bro. So when you left Ridgeview and went to Blythewood, it seemed like your hustle turned up. You turned into a different dude. I did. Because I'm going to tell a story right quick. Go ahead. I remember it was right before you was graduating. I remember niggas came to school and was like, Luke just got locked up. Thanks. They had a big drug bust in the parking lot. Thanks. And I remember like a couple days before that, bro. This is before niggas had pill bottles. This is when niggas was bagging weed up in grocery bags. I mean, not grocery bags, the little store bags and shit. The nigga had the pill bottles. This was like 2010, 2011. I had never seen a nigga with a pill bottle in weed before. And you showed me some shit that was so purple. (laughs) I know what you're talking about, boy. I never seen weed that purple in my fucking life until that day, bro. And this this is what I'm telling you. Go back to what I was just saying. Like, I really did not care at Blythewood. I used to walk around that shit in my book bag, showing that shit to niggas like, You did, bro. Look what I got. Look what I got. Like, where did you... It seemed like you was ahead of your time. Because I never saw nobody... I seen a lot of niggas sell weed, bro. And I never seen a nigga... With a pill bottle, like with weed in it. Uh, where did you Where did you pick up these skills from? And then it was like you innovated the game, bro. Because a lot of niggas was still selling mid. Yeah. Niggas was selling popcorn, yeah. so they can get off saying it yeah. was loud. But you had actual loud yeah. 
Where did you First of all Where was you getting this shit from And what made you say You know what I gotta step this shit up To the next level bro Like what was it about The weed game That you fell in love with That made you say I gotta innovate this shit I gotta do this shit differently bro Facts Uh, Shout out Wiz Khalifa Real shit And shout out to them white boys At uh, Myrtle Beach At um at the resorts We used to stay at Me and my cousin Alex Used to stay at man Um, His his mom used to take us Every other summer to these um well not even every Sunday, like really every other holiday damn near you can get a, a little trailer home and you pretty much just park it and i'm talking about the trailer home with it like the, the kitchen the bathroom beds in there so you pull up and it's like this big ass resort type shit you got people from all over you got the uh the trailer homes you got beach houses all right next to the beach line, beach beach shore so my nigga we go there like every other holiday um we there when we there just one time i think it's july 4th Meet these crazy cats from Myrtle Beach, man. They from um ah, uh, I want to say Gear, South Carolina, some shit, man. Or some t- some place up top. But it was in Myrtle Beach. They got a uh, a timeshare in Myrtle Beach, and mm-hmm. and his pops was doing construction. Mm-hmm. Never been so drunk in my life. And that's when I first smoked Kind Bud, <laughs> and uh, they actually had it in pill bottles, man. Yeah. So that's how I learned the pill bottle game from. And honestly, really a lot of little tricks and shit come from the white boys, man. Them niggas, them niggas don't play with they about they about their business, man. Yeah. For real, for real. Cause uh he he wasn't the first white boy I actually seen with the with the weed in the pill bottle. Alex, uh my 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 cousin Alex homeboy, uh brother Jamie. That's when that's the first time he got high. <laughs> yeah. But he had the weed in his pill bottle too. So the white boys been doing that type of shit. Cause you know, farm uh dispensaries do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You were doing that shit early, yeah, bro. Doing that shit early, I mean, early it, 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 it had to smell. Uh-huh. I smell. And I, I, I kind of figured that out going on going on them beach trips, man. Putting them shit in the weed in the, in the pill bottle, and uh, when it comes to the actual strands, man, white boys again. Like I said, white boys from from um, from the beach, they had some combo. But I had a boy that was copping that shit from down here. Um, I mean, that's when like top top shelf was like just hitting, like just hitting the scene, just hitting the scenes, like like blueberry, uh, white widow. Uh, I had a I had a big homie, a big uh, big CO homie, uh, big crib homie. He was uh, growing weed. He had some shit called dog shit. I mean, this man was growing weed in his crib. That's my first time smoking White Widow. So you know, just smoking different shit. I had a little homeboy who uh, named KJ. He went to Blackwood with me too. My first year there, he uh, he left at like after my junior year though. I think he got arrested. But we were smoking gas, my nigga. I'm talking about pure power fire. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So. After that, you know, just smoking different weeds. Like after after you smoke it, you gotta get it again or get something that can compare to it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So you started to get jaded with the shit that was floating around the city. Facts. So you fucking with real plugs now, like niggas with real strains of weed. You became like a nerd for real. Like you was learning strains, like learning the flavors, learning the taste, yeah. learning the textures of the shit. So what was shit? Cause I know like back then, like ounces was going for like hundred. Dollars, hundred fifty dollars a million. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm about to say the bid. Yeah, man. Ounces. Yeah. Not a no, gas. No, not gas. Oh, gas. Niggas oh. wasn't even buying ounces of gas, gas back yeah. then. Hell no. Niggas was not even. You I couldn't got, even buy an ounce of gas from a nigga. About that man. Shout out my nigga Top Flex, man. Yo, <laughs> I was copying from him at this time, and this one he he from New York, and this one he had he had brought down the fucking uh. Uh, like super silver haze and the uh, the lemon the lemon skunk and all that shit. 
So I had just caught from him, right? And I was must have been talking to one of my homeboys through text messages, talking shit. And he must have just told me he had bought some weed. I was trying to talk shit. I was like, man, you ain't bought no gas, but I actually took text my plug this. That nigga snatched. He's like, nigga, I just paid $500 for the zip. Nigga, this that real shit, boy. Ain't nobody even got this shit down here. I said, my fault. My fault, big homie. I ain't even text you that shit. My bad, my bad. But yeah, boy, niggas was paying $500 for a zip back in the day. Imagine that. God damn. So you so so trying to sell five hundred like you buying a zip from a nigga for five hundred dollars because in high school niggas was reading up with like an ounce yeah two ounces you yeah. doing good yeah hell yeah you know what I'm saying this senior status hell yeah freshmen's juniors freshmen to junior on like bro you selling a quarter yep you breaking that shit down right. you know what I mean you you really eyeballing eyeballing it telling the nigga it's a gram but really it's like point eight. So you can make that motherfucker stretch. So, and listen, I sold weed for a little bit, but see, I was a nigga that bought sneakers and fucked all my money up. I never had the ambition to do that shit for real. So you know, I know the numbers a little bit, but um, you know, at this time, you buying how, how much? How much are you reing up with at this time? Like, how much are you copping to sell, and what are you selling shit for in high school? Because numbers was totally different back oh, then. Oh shit, in high school. I was copping about maybe like a zip or two, but grams twenty five. God damn! Was you weighing the grams? Was you doing square business? Point five is fifteen dollars. You was you was you doing square business or were you eyeballing it? Oh no, just square business. You were doing okay? Yeah, okay. I, I was I was pre I was pre bag shorty now. Okay, okay. Pre bag shorty now at the high school. Well, we can go this to later, but at the high school, boy. Buy it, break it down every time, so it ain't yeah. no plan. Yeah. yeah, but I used to weigh that shit up in, in the bathroom, though. Mm. <laughs> Before school, you was hot. What? And you used to smell like weed. That's what I'm telling you. You was a hot motherfucker, man. When I got the Blythewood, I did not care no more. It was on some real, like... But you was God, always a clean nigga. Yeah, God That's the crazy shit. thing, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. I had, that, I had that whole... I got that shit down packed. And I don't know where I learned that shit from. I got, I ain't speak about this, but I got an uncle. He 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 um he good, but he, he in the feds now. But he 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 from up top. He a big top, like, a dog food guy, man. Like, like I seen this nigga. He came down here for a fucking funeral, my nigga. He came down here for a fucking funeral. And um, we went to Subway. Regular, regular shit. Mm-hmm. And, um... This nigga gets to the register line, right? Pulls mm-hmm. out this big ass knot. This big ass, this big ass knot, my nigga. And I was like, it fluctuated. Like I didn't, I had never seen like that before my life. Yeah. And this nigga had this crazy ass fucking bracelet on. I have never seen before. One, was one of a kind piece. Like it's a, uh, it's like a rotation of white gold and rose gold of a man eating out a woman. She giving the man head back and forth. I ain't never seen no shit like that Custom piece mm-hmm. So yeah Seeing that type of shit So he was getting them rack aids What? Dog food? That nigga, nigga doing a 40 bid Shit Was it worth it? I mean his kids Have good. you ever asked him? Like I, Was man, it worth it? My pops won't let me really talk to him You feel me? Because I think he already knew the influence You know what I'm saying? Mm. The influence he'll give me Or probably be like Hey Come up here I need you to see You feel me? Because mm-hmm. you already know I'll be with that shit Right Facts Yeah yeah Wow. So so at Blythewood, you got into some big trouble. Well, for that time period, it was some big trouble. That shit was like big news all over the goddamn school. Like, it was big, bro. That shit was big news all over the school, bro. Uh, talk about that situation, bro, because that was the first time you ever really got introduced to the law, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was. Uh, ah, man, that day was crazy, man. Being hot. 
honestly. It's just not being not being aware. Um, trying to make a little play with my little bro um, in the parking lot and being clumsy. I had everything in my fucking lap sitting in the car. <laughs> and uh, it's just it was one of them vibes, one of them moments that you know that was just off. I mean, I had a group of niggas that sit around in my car. Like, I mean, they weren't like trying to cause no shit or nothing like that. But um, it's just hot shit, honestly. And uh, from that, pretty much caused caused like a, a big ass attention, big ass attention on me. And uh, administrator pretty much pulled up, rolled up on me, it hit me with the "What's up, cuz?" <laughs> was it a black dude? Nah. Uh, what's the big, what's the big white dude name? I forgot cuz name. Yeah. I'm thinking about Upchurch, but that was at Ridgeview. Yeah. Uh, dang, I can't be, I can't remember big dude name. But um yeah, he hit me with the what's up cuz and it was kind of a rap after that. But low key that shit played out kind of smooth too, man. Shout out to uh resource, uh resource officer at the time, bro. He looked out. Cause um it's funny that happened it's funny because I like maybe a couple months ago I always do some funny shit with me, bro. So 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 what happened? Like you got did you get what did you get locked up for? Like what oh, was the charge? Uh I think it was just a simple possession charge, honestly. Nigga, I oh. thought you got caught with like nah, a goddamn ten pound. Like nah, that nah. shit was crazy, yeah, yeah. bro. The police yeah, was everywhere yeah, around they, that they bitch. A, I mean, they always gonna do some dramatic ass scene, especially on school premises, because it's like you're not supposed to have that shit at school or yeah. that ass shit. Yeah. So it was just a big ass scene. But no, nah, I think I had maybe like a half an ounce on me, my nigga. That shit crazy, bro. But I had a, I had I had a whole bunch of shit with me too, though. But uh, I had the mother. I had a I had the scale. I had the fucking bone. Uh, fourteen. I think maybe some papers and some shit. Mm. I, ain't, I ain't had no, I ain't had no, I ain't had no trunk load, nothing like that though. Mm-hmm. Hell no, nah, hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. But uh, yeah, I was saying the resource officer. I actually had just bust my fucking tire, remember, like two months before, in the parking lot, speeding, doing some not paying attention shit. And uh, he came and uh, checked me out, make sure I was good. And my mom actually came too, so he actually made my mom that day. So that's the relationship he, I just built right there and there. So fast forward when the motherfucking when I got busted. He come in, he like, what the f-? he like, what the fuck going on? Like, what you, what's good? What happened? I'm like, man, I just slipped, bro. Like, on some real shit, I really just slipped. You know what I'm saying? Did he know what you were doing? Nah. He didn't. He okay. Didn't. You know what I'm saying? Because so, you know how sometimes motherfuckers yeah. know, but they'll just be yeah. like, okay, he doing Facts. what he doing. And I mean, he came out to the parking lot of when it happened, too. So, you know, he's like, it was good. So, he actually escorted me to the to the um, office and all that, chopped it up for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But I actually did have to go down to the um to uh, Alvinist Glenn and shit, though. Mm. But I can't, honestly though On some real shit I cannot remember what happened that night But I think I just went home I think they mom just had to come get me there And went home I don't think I sat there or anything though What were you thinking at that time? Because that was your first time Ever really getting in trouble So you know That's a weed charge You was just about to graduate I remember y'all yeah, had just yeah, yeah, Did some senior yeah, yeah, shit yeah, It was like, like two weeks before graduation My nigga Dead ass Dead ass was like two weeks before graduation but, Shit was crazy But honestly If you want to be 100% with you though It's like Scarface Huh? You felt like Scarface <laughs> You went out. You feel me? You Yo, because like I said, they made a whole dramatic ass scene with that shit, my nigga. Like, I went, for, it came to the car, uh, did the whole shebang, arrested me, but then he walked me in front of the fucking cafeteria. You oh know, black people, everything's a big ass fishbowl. They did. <laughs> so I'm walking past this motherfucking, everybody seeing me. I got handcuffs on. Man, I feel like Scarface, man. Man, we was at lunch, bro. Lunch. They walked this nigga all the way from the parking lot down to the stretch. fucking front it's office, a stretch, bro. A real little stretch. The whole cafeteria scene and shit. So yeah, we had to take a look, quick little break, right quick. Um, so before we end it, 
You were basically saying when you caught your first charge, you was feeling like Scarface. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what made you? <laughs> what made you feel like Scarface, bro? Was it how the shit ended? Was it the fact that you was a young nigga getting money? You finally like lived up to your potential. Like, okay, this what come with the streets. I didn't actually went to fucking jail. Like, I'm solidified in this shit. Yeah. Or was it all of those things combined? Pretty much all the things combined, man. And just to, just the state of the moment I was in, and who I was fucking at the time, I ain't mentioned this neither, man. Fucking fucking around that blight through it, I went across some tracks, man. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I met I met a, I met Migo boy. Oh man, that turned my life around. That nigga put me on his wing like a motherfucking baby boy. For real, I used to be I used to be across the tracks every day because my senior year, I had a I had a early bird. I think not early bird, but early dismissal. So. After lunch, it was over with for me. Yeah. So from what, twelve o'clock to about three, three mm-hmm. thirty, four o'clock, I'm I'm across the tracks, mm. chilling, soaking yeah. up everything, learning everything. So I guess like it goes back to your question earlier. He's like, did I ever be around nobody? Anybody show me anything? So not really like hands on like this, 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 and this. But I've been around people and watched them how they move. And I'm a type of guy like I soak in shit and make it my own. Mm. You feel me? So. Yeah. Being around them tracks, going across some tracks, boy. I'm seeing a couple of things, learning a couple of things, man. So yeah, yeah. like I said, I feel, I feel like Scarface, man, because just that moment, you know what I'm saying? What I was doing, who I was, what I was dealing with, who I was hanging around at the time, just all that combined, give me that feeling, untouchable. Yeah, on top of the world, world's yours type shit. Right. <laughs> now, I'm a firm believer in. When people go to jail for the first time, you have two different types of people. Mm-hmm. You got the nigga that go to jail. And they say, whatever the fuck I was doing to get me locked up, I'm never doing that shit again. Yeah. And then you got the nigga that say, this shit wasn't that bad. <laughs> I can do this shit standing on my head. Fuck yeah. it. Which nigga were you when you went to jail uh, for the first time? See, that that time I, at, at, at school, I don't think I went to jail. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't. I don't know why I can't remember that shit. So the first time I did go to jail... I can remember I was I was not feeling that shit at all because first of all I hate being cold because I go to sleep. You feel me? Yeah. And I feel like in that, in that type of area you need to be at least half awake. You know what I'm saying? So you know what the fuck going on. So I was not comfortable with at all, and I was kind of like low key paranoid. But uh, I'm a nigga that's just like getting better, bro. For real. So it was more like, what the fuck did you do to get in here? How the fuck can you avoid doing that shit again to not come in this motherfucker? You feel me? <laughs> so you was innovating new ways, you like feel me? yeah. You feel me? Cause this ain't this ain't this ain't it. I yeah. ain't about to be in this motherfucker. I ain't about to meet no friends. I ain't trying to be talking about no stories. None of that shit. I ain't trying to meet no Muslim nigga. None of that shit. None of that shit. But when I get back out of there, I mean, when I get back out of here, I gotta I gotta go hard. I gotta figure out something. I gotta I gotta I gotta change it up. Switch it up. Because I swear to God, a lot of times I went, I went behind that motherfucking, motherfucking wall, bro. I ain't, like, I, I go back. I never went behind the wall for no real time or nothing like that. Thank God. Um, but it was always petty ass shit. Always petty shit. Shit, I just could have been smarter. We could have been moving better, man. You know what I'm saying? Slowing the fuck down. Thinking thinking differently. So, hell yeah, but nah, bro. Never, never, never contemplate on anything but how not to fuck to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you so, you nigga number two then. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fuck come back, my nigga. Yeah, nah. Word. Yeah, nah. Word. Ain't no, that is not no fun place to be, boy. Yeah. At all. Now, 
getting that charge, I'd imagine that made your pussy rate go up. Like, getting locked up in front of the whole school. It's that whole image. Because I ain't going to lie. I been knew you, bro. You know, we knew yeah. each other since middle school. But I'm about to kill you when I seen you go to jail, when I saw you go to jail, my nigga, I was like, damn, this boy doing it big as hell. Like, this nigga really getting that paper. <laughs> Everybody was talking about Looch. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> but what did that shit do for your pussy rate? Did it make your shit go up? Hey. Or did it? Like I said, I'm going to kill you with this answer. You know what they was doing? What? Are you okay? I can't believe I saw that happen to you. Yes, sir. You got to understand that it's not okay. You got to do better. Like, you have so much potential. You, you're so smart. You could be doing so much other things. We're about to graduate. Like, it's we have literally have two weeks before graduations. Like, come on, be smarter. <laughs> Facebook. What else is popping? Uh, MySpace is kind of buying down. Text messages was crazy, though. Yes, sir. Facebook and text messages. What are you doing? You okay? Da, 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 da. So, I don't know about no pussy rate going up, but they was damn sure making sure like they, they that I understood that I need to be doing something different. Yeah, I asked for listening to none of that though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, I don't know, man. Cause, cause I don't know. Blackwood, my females was kind of solidified, so they was they was with whatever. As long as mm-hmm. I was okay, they was good. You yeah. So. Mm-mm. So that shit didn't have you shook up at all? Like, damn, boy. Nah, like, 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 like. More so, my, I was more so, I mean, cut you off my back. No, you good. More so, my, I was more so about my mom's, man. She seen that shit. She was devastated. I was on the track of not being able to graduate. They was talking about some whole, I mean, we had to stay back type shit. All that shit was just, just more so just the, 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 the downside of it. But um, luckily, you know, I, I bounced back out of that shit swelly, man. Like, they let me come to school on some private shit, take all my tests. Um, make sure I have all my scores uh, tapped in and everything like that. I didn't get to walk, but I did graduate. Didn't have to go get no GED. And that shit same like that. year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like I said, graduated. Didn't have to go get no GED and like that. Got my diploma. So, you know, everything was cool. Just didn't get to walk. So, that whole little moment in life that my parents missed out on, you know, that's kind of like the worst part. The worst part about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm I'm an innovator, man. I was thinking about okay, so how can we avoid this next time? <laughs> Damn, nigga, as a senior. Yeah, senior, Shit. senior man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Being that Blackwood innovated me. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I think being that Blackwood really innovated me to think differently as far as like how can you how can you master yourself in a sense? Because before I left Ridgeview, I was always on already on some like self conscious shit. So when I got the Blackwood, it's more like all right, now this is your opportunity to show this shit. You know what I'm saying? How are you how are you self mastering yourself? You feel me? And I remember that I said this earlier. I remember this girl asked me one day, "Why are you walking down the hallway like that?" And I was, she's like, "You act, you acting like you that nigga or something." I, I answered her, she's like, "I am." You feel me? And not even no cocky shit. It's just like when you when you when you ain't walking in life, you just gotta have a feeling of, of of confidence within yourself to get to that next step. Because it's like think about a baby when they pick that first step, they gotta be confident to take that next step to keep on walking. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So. No, it's something within yourself you guys always gotta tap into when you're trying to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Word, word. So, did your mindset go to full trap mode at that time? Like, okay, oh, hell yeah. I done already crossed the line. Like, it ain't that fucking bad. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Now, now I ain't gonna say like on some street trap lord shit, but as far as not like, like touch your face, yeah, type yeah, shit, nah, but, not know. like that, but. Hell yeah, my hustle definitely had to go up then because it was like you you tapped into it now. Yeah, you feel me? And like you, like you said, I, I already was bringing the shit to school and mm. being hot and shit. So it was like, nigga, you gonna do this shit or what? And it's like you know, 
I always wanted to smoke, so so it was like that was, was gonna always gonna be there. So it was like make some out of it, nigga. So I ain't gonna lie, boy. That first shot of high school, whew. But my, my mom would probably cry telling, talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was wild, man. Cause she had so many hopes and dreams yeah, for you, bro. Yeah, 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 did you know. did you have plans to go to college before that happened, or was yeah. it? Uh, when I got the bike, through, I was balling, but. I didn't like the chemistry on the basketball team at all, man. I really wanted to go, like, college and all that shit with ball. And uh, I felt like if I was at that Ridge, I definitely would have did that. And them niggas went to state that year, too. So that shit was depressing as fuck to see not be able to experience and be there with them. Especially because all them boys, like, my, my niggas, man, my day ones. But um, on the back side of that, I always have, like, this manager position. I do this shit with music, too. Like, um, I never really wanted to be a rapper, so I always took the manager position. I was doing managing, like, early age, like, 13, 14, 15 years old Because uh, my little niggas had They group called Trendset When I was at Ridgeview So um, I did want to go to school And be a, a sports manager Because like I said I, I kind of stopped playing basketball When I got a bike Because I wasn't feeling the chemistry there So I wanted to be a sports manager Or a sports agent So that was my ideal plan to do And go to school for So I guess I did have a, a, a hope or a dream To go to school and become something out, out of that So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when did your life evolve to where you started going from getting sneaker money and shirt money and red monkey money and coogee money to I can buy cars? You know, yeah. I can take care of people now. Yeah. When did shit evolve to that? Like uh, them foot locker days, man. Them foot the, the fresh out of fresh out of high school, uh you talking about pussy rate off the off the jail shit. I, I feel like I got pussy rate off of Getting out of high school, man. Them girls was killing me when I got out of high school. Because that was the excuse then. Like, oh, you in high school? You a senior? I swear to God, when I graduated high school, the pussy went crazy. I'm talking like, I was like, what, 18, 19? I'm talking about 21, 23, 24. <laughs> yeah. The city's baddest, you know what I'm saying? The one niggas going crazy for. But, um, yeah, when I first out of high school, I started going crazy. I started going crazy. Uh. So I you was, was going was, from like yeah I was working at Zaxby's zips. yeah I was working at Zaxby's like I said I always had I always had that shit down pat I had the front job and I had the trap shit I was working at Zaxby's and I had the trap of course I was thinking I was I had the Honda Accord my mother gave me that um yeah start going crazy at Zaxby's and then well first I was Panera Bread let me back up first I was Panera Bread had the Honda Accord still uh making it do what it do there it was cool um started I think I leveled up a little bit more when I got the Zaxby's because. I was working at Panera Bread over in uh, Harbison. I was working at Zaxby's right here over on Killian, but I used to have the motherfuckers pulling up. You feel me? Mm. So, at, at Zaxby's. So I think that's when I started really going digital because Zaxby's had me going crazy. I had motherfuckers pulling up at the, at the parking lot. As soon as I got off work, my phone going crazy. Had niggas meet me in the bathroom. So yeah, that's Zax, that Zaxby's shit too. Cause I, was working at, I was working at Zaxby's for about maybe like a year. A year and some change. So yeah, between working at Zaxby's and, and, and having that in the mix too, I, I just, just kind of leveled up. And uh, started working at Foot Locker, leveled up some more because you know Foot Locker traffic. That's meeting people at the mall. You know what I'm saying? So now you got motherfuckers from everywhere talking to you about this, this, and this, this, and this. What you got going on? Da, da, da. How can I get these sneakers for the low? What can I do for you to help you get these sneakers? Da, da, da. So you know what I'm saying? Foot Locker, Foot Locker definitely was a different experience and <laughs> bubble after that. Mm. After that, because I think after Foot Locker was what TD Bank. Boy, TD Bank was crazy, man. Cause I was working at TD Bank and Foot Locker and 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 had and had the uh, flower game going crazy. So, 
Nah, I don't know. Just staying consistent, man. It's really about staying consistent and just staying staying in your own lane. Like I never really cared to be in somebody else's lane doing what they doing or being in the mix that somebody else had going on. I just try to stay consistent in my own little thing. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't perfect. You feel me? I'm saying I had a lot of lot of bubbles and a lot of falls. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, just staying consistent in the whole thing. Cause your question was like, how did I when did I really bubble? I don't even I don't even really know when the time was. I think. When did you look up and say, what? Well, when was the moment where you looked up and said, damn, I can't believe I got this much money? Like, have you ever had a time like that? Uh, I'd imagine as a JIT you had to. Yeah, JIT. Probably like 19, 20, yeah, 19, 21. Like, probably like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. And at this time, what yeah, was the probably, most paper probably, you were seeing and you was like, what the fuck? Yeah, probably like, probably like 20. Yeah, 19, 20. Because. I was getting the mix of my BM, so I'm trying to think like, cause but my life is so go so that it went so fast in that time span. Like right after high school, I was working at TD Bank and Foot Locker, and then like maybe a couple years later, I think I had my first child. Mm. Feel me? Yeah, Legend was born in 2013, mm. so I graduated 2011. Yeah, yeah, so two years. I was going crazy for two years. I probably had about about fifteen, about fifteen, about fifteen, about fifteen racks. I was playing with fifteen racks at twenty. Yeah. Playing with now this now is this your money that you because you know oh yeah in the streets you got your money and you got oh, yeah. like work money I never had a plug bro matter of fact I'm 26 and I just met my first plug real shit everything else has been on me I mm. I, I done made a shape through you know what I'm saying making the shape mm-hmm. you feel me so hell yeah I never had no real plug man going crazy seeing real seeing seeing some real cap me and my boy P was going crazy about a couple years ago you know what I'm saying touching real paper going like. Going through bags, you know what I'm saying, yeah. shit like that. So, <clears throat> hell yeah, damn. So, what was the first big purchase you made when you started really getting that paper? Like, when you really getting that money? Like, what was the first big purchase you made? Uh, first big purchase I made, or the or the first big flex, like. Hmm. You know how some niggas got two apartments. Yeah, yeah. Some oh. niggas got two whips. I bought my mama a car. Oh, like the, oh, the Poly Impala. Me and my pops went half on the Impala. That shit was like ten. She was like ten. Okay. Yeah. So it was like what forty five. Okay. Was like nine some change. Like forty five hundred. As a young nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing that? Slight, slight shit. Slight shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was the first one. Cause I mean, like we that's people gotta understand. We're not from up top and shit like that. So getting them getting that big paper tape real longevity you know what I'm saying? you gotta be real consistent so mm-hmm. capping capping 10 bands off a of, off a of, off a week you know what i'm saying ain't really popping down here you know what i'm saying you can go up top and do that shit easy you know what i'm saying that's why niggas be able to flex like that so you know mm-hmm. that was my that was my big flex so you know nah there wasn't no forms no shit like that that shit coming i promise you and when it coming it ain't gonna be no lease no no written here by here none of that, that shit gonna be cashed out 60 60 to 100 racks mm-hmm. Promise you Yeah you feel me Real big dog shit That's how I'm gonna play I ain't doing no small time That's mm-hmm. why That's why I feel like My time is different From a lot of niggas You know what I'm saying I've always been content with that mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying You know you see a lot of niggas Flexing doing they do You know what I'm saying I salute to everybody Doing their thing You know what I'm saying But to me it's all about longevity You feel me I see niggas Who, who got it right now And they be going next week mm-hmm. You feel me So Speaking of that, what was some shit that you saw in the streets that fucked you up? Because I'd imagine it was probably a moment. Oh, man. It was probably a moment in time where you probably, like, second-guessed this shit. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. Maybe a nigga had a gun in your face. Yeah. Maybe you goddamn almost went to jail for some serious right shit. Now. Uh, first one, I was a young jail. I think I was, I think this was first first started, like, maybe, like, 18, 19. I got this, uh, he, like, a family member named Ray. 
Go pull up on him Make a little play or two But he must have Some other shit going on With some niggas From the other side of the town So he in the car With this other nigga So I hop in the whip Whoop de whoop But there's no There's no cash exchange They have They have They had a product But there's no cash exchange So about two seconds later It's a gun in my face And it's not It's not It's not the nigga that I know It's the other nigga so, you know, it's a little quick, little shakedown, whatever. I'm 19. He's some grown-ass niggas, bro. I ain't about to lose my life in no petty ass. I don't think it was no more than the zip, honestly. So, you know what I mean? Shake, shake that back easy. <clears throat> so, that was one. Uh, two, man, this shit was traumatizing right here. Uh, nah, this has never been told on record. But we, this is real raw. Everything real rap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this, 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 is, uh, this is real story. True shit. R.I.P. to this nigga Lalo, but I was fucking with, Lalo was fucking with me for about, maybe about two or three months, right? And uh, and if you don't know, Lalo from Lalo from VA, little, little hitter, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, R.I.P., he not hit here with us no more. Was here for about, fucking with me for about two or three months on some slight shit. Always cool, always smooth shit, but low key was plotting. So uh, at this point in time, I'm I'm thugging. Me and my boy Hefe thugging. We at uh, we at the red roof. You know what I'm saying? And, you know if you're from the city and you at the red roof, you thugging. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you either uh, selling pussy or you selling drugs? Nah, I'm not. Nah, I'm just trapping right now. I ain't even. I don't even think I was started pimping yet. I think this before <laughs> the pimp stage. Oh shit! Yeah, this is before this pimp stage. You know what I'm saying I was really thugging. <laughs> we, we we at the we at the motel. I mean not motel six. I stayed there a couple times too though. But we was at the red roof thugging. I mean like day to day paying. So, anywho, uh, one night nigga Lalo pull up on me, uh, trying to crop some uh, trying to crop some sleepers or whatever. What's like, a sleeper? Uh, them zannies, man. Ah, man, call them sleepers. So, uh, I'm out. There's none. I'm like, yo, just you know, chop back in with me later. You know what I'm saying? He like, all right, cool. So, boom. Me and Hefe get into a little fling with some little females, whatever. He have come over, come through. I ain't feeling them. They some ugly little dusty foots. I, you know me, I'm a bougie ass nigga when it comes to them females. So, I, I I pop one, hit his little shot or two. I'm dozed off, sleep, zombie, out. He do whatever, whatever. I don't even know. So, long story short, this nigga Lalo comes back. Now, mind you, this is late now. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, you already know. That's everywhere. Trap dead. Go close. Finito. Yeah. So, man, this nigga Hefe, and I man, I apologize for, for this shit happening to him to this day, but because he would say it's my fault. <laughs> but uh, this nigga Lalo came back. Like I said, he a, he a VA hitter. Real shit. Came back with his cousin and tried to try to juke the whole spot. And uh, my nigga Hefe tried to, you know, hold shit down for a second. But, they, you know, they popped his ass about a good five times, man. And low-key, his cousin tried to, like, spray the whole spot. I think he had, like, some automatic shit. And he was trying to rob you, too? Yeah. But now, mind you, I'm, I'm sleep the whole time, my nigga. Sleep. Slump. No, not alive. So so you don't even hear the gunshots or nothing? I don't get up to the last gunshot. Now, mind you, my man's got hit about five times. So I don't get you up to- Bro lost his finger. Yeah, my man's lost his finger. Oh, Cameraman. Yes, yeah, that's, that's how he lost his finger. That's crazy. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about some more about that. So 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 your man's Lalo yeah. tried to get you robbed. Right. He he I mean, he robbed. He, I mean he set it up. It was his thing. I mean, cause like I said, he a hitter. That was his thing. I didn't know that. Cause we have a uh my cousin my cousin Toot from up top, her best friend Wit. That's his that's her little that's her little brother. Yeah. You feel me? So you know we have mutual we got we got mutual people that's like fam like like I said that's his sister that's my that's like 
blood. That's cuz, you know what I'm saying? So, so 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 how did you feel about him after that? Bro, I was I was spooked, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like my this nigga was really pl- that was the first person I ever really had plot on me, my nigga. And but honestly, that nigga put me on point because I had another situation after that and just off the strength of how I was feeling in my intuition, I handled my shit like a real like a real nigga and I got up out of there safe and sound. But but yeah, that nigga was really plot really plotting on me that whole Three, three, four months span, we was rocking. You feel me? So, so when you woke up and you heard the last gunshot, what was your instant reaction? I was. Was you ducking gunshots? Like, what was your. Low key, I thought I, thought I was about to have to, but them niggas ran off. So once they was going, I kind of had to shake myself up. Cause like I said, I was off a of Zen and, a, and some. And some so these niggas shot the red roof in up? You feel me? So I wake up. Was I on the top floor or the bottom floor? Top floor, boy. What the fuck? You feel me? So you couldn't just do the dash. Exactly. like Exactly. So you I'm, had to. So I, I, my first instinct is like, let me check on this nigga. So I'm like looking at him, trying to see he how bad he is. Like it's blood everywhere. He leaking. Put him on the bed. I'm trying to like put the cover on top of him and hold him down. Shit. I'm calling nine one nine one at the same time. I'm looking for make sure she was still left in, left in the spot. Make sure no drugs still left in the spot. Excuse me. So, but yeah, man, that shit was traumatizing, man. So mm. the boys. Now this is the funny part The boys pulled up fast as fuck I ain't never seen them Pull up fast as fuck For some, for some niggas So they pulled up fast as hell So But they, they come in The motherfucking spot they, First thing they ask for Where's the weed Where's the drugs at They I swear to God They even, They're not even worried about bro They even ask Or worry about him yet bro The first question is Where's the drugs at Did you have drugs in there Nah Wasn't nothing, else, wasn't nothing in there bro That's crazy Wasn't nothing in there So So So, so The nigga low key Tries Lalo. to rob Lalo I'm sorry He's man, this is great. So the nigga Lalo robs you. Well, tries to rob you. Yeah. Shoots your man. Yeah. Did you talk to him after that? Like, how did you know oh. Lalo did it? Well, Hefe oh, knew yeah, him. Yeah, so. Hefe knew him. Hefe, well, he was able to describe to me before he even left off in the hospital. He was like, bro, it's your man that came here earlier for the Zans, bro. Um, but my whole thing with him, I'm like, why did you open the door? Nigga, it's one o'clock in the fucking morning. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's my mama. Wake me up first. Like, make sure everything cool. Let's peep the scene. Like, so, but yeah, and nah, I didn't talk to Layla with nothing after that. I hit the man's up. I hit him up on the text. Like, damn, it's like that. I think I was blocked. You know, that's when iPhones was popping or just got popping. You know, the whole block thing came. So, from my understanding, he skated right back to VA. But I promise you, bro, I have this real curse not even like a curse but i have this real thing with me like if anything bad happens to me bro that person gets in like they die or they get in trouble bro for i swear to god it never fails anybody bro i swear to, so like two or three months later man man was passed away dead damn. Shot, shot damn nva did you have animosity of course you had animosity yeah I, I what had, about when he died because you know a lot of times when niggas die like Bro. I know some niggas that die and we had like an argument before yeah. they die and I'm kind of like fuck that nigga. Yeah. I know that's kind of childish, mm-hmm. but I can just imagine with you is probably ten times worse. Yeah, the yeah. nigga actually yeah. rob- tried to rob you yeah. and tried to kill your man. Yeah. I could have died too. Yeah, I mean, if if he would have slipped up and shot the gun a different type of way, or if that automatic was. Within the jam, they would have sprayed the room. Ain't no telling. And you were sleep. Sleep. You couldn't do nothing. 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 So yeah, bro. That shit was crazy, but nah, I, I just like I said, that shit never fails when, 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 when like the the report people get back on them when for fucking with me, bro. So it was like, damn, I hate that shit happened because because mm-hmm. it's like his, his mom was was devastated, and it's like I really wanted to reach out to her and let her know like, I'm sorry this happened to your son. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I hate it for you, but you gotta understand who he was and yeah. why it happened. Uh huh. You feel me? Because the, the way he was rocking out here, that's the only thing that was was gonna happen. Yeah. You feel me? You live by it, you gonna die by it. Mm-hmm. Real shit. Damn, my boy. Hell yeah. That yeah. shit crazy, but that, that that's true though. But yeah, and that was probably that's probably one of the most traumatizing things because that other situation I had brought up. That wasn't really traumatizing because I was already kind of prepared for it. I, I already knew what time it was. I already knew he was how he was rocking, what he was trying to do. And you know how niggas just be moving weird. You know what I'm saying? You could tell. Like, once the, light, once the sun go down and the nigga hitting your phone, it's over with. You know what he on. Yeah. Especially when y'all don't do business on a, on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I handled that situation real nice and smoothly. Yeah. Nice to say. You made it up out of there. Made it up out of there. I don't know about him too, and his man's too well, but. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that on that. That's that on that. Oh, they say that's that on that. That's that on that. But um, wow. So what did you learn from the situation where Hefe got shot? Cause he lost his finger, bro. I seen him like a couple weeks ago. Like the nigga was like, "Yeah, bro, I lost my finger, man, on some fuck shit." Whatever, whatever. <sighs> Learning nah. experience was definitely don't answer the door at the at the certain time. <laughs> uh, Make sure your man understands that principle. <laughs> um, when you at the, when you at the red roof, uh, don't pop a zan. Yeah, don't pop a zan. Just don't pop a zan. Just don't pop a zan. What did that shit do to you mentally, though? I mean, cause the first thing you see when you wake up is a gunshot, yeah. a nigga running out the hotel room, your man's on the floor bleeding, his finger on the other side of the room. I mean, like, what what did that do to you for the next coming months? Because I know that shit probably had to fuck with you. It did, because I was I felt bad for my man's real, really. I just felt bad for my man's, but it's one of those those things in your life that's like a movie. So it's like you don't know if you know if it's real or not. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like I, even to this day, like I, I mean, I swear to God, I be like low key. We, we be riding like. We ain't talking right now, and he know why. But when we be riding, I be looking. I be low key like looking, looking if he if he driving or vice versa. I be looking at his finger, like damn, that shit really missing. Like damn, he really got shot. Damn, that really happened, bro. Fuck, fuck. Damn, that really. Maybe happened. it's because you was on the Zan that but, night. Yeah, God, that's 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 how I be thinking. I too. think that's so, bro. Because it's like, bro, I'm not coherent to that moment, low key. It's like, damn, what the fuck? Like yeah. that really happened. Like it happened, happened, but it didn't, it didn't happen, happen because you weren't in your right state of mind. Exactly, and then like anybody know, but his dance really make you lose consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like I tell anybody that, like I look and stop telling them just for that reason, because I just start seeing too many people be on zombie mode, but that shit ain't cool. No, nah, it's not. You feel me? Like if you go, if you really having problems and you really have anxiety, all that extra shit, just go to the doctor and express that same need to them, and you will get it. Yeah. But the, taking it for a street thing, man, I can't do it. Man, I'm just riding. Almost died off them shits. I done went to jail off them shits. I done almost called CDV charges off them shits. But them shits is no go. I heard niggas wake up in jail off them shits. Real shit. I almost had woke up in jail off them shits, bro. I done, me and my mans got into it. Me, I probably, I really feel like me and Nar really fell out over Zans, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's my right hand man. Yeah. You feel me? But yeah, dude. Like, them shits is a no go. I ain't, uh uh-uh. Never again. Nah. I'm good on that. Right. Word. So, you know, we talked about traumatizing experiences in your life and shit like that. Right. Like, at this time when you're going through all of these different things, you know, losing friends, Mm -hmm. taking losses in the streets, Mm -hmm. what would you say your biggest loss was? 
up until this day? Like, what was your biggest loss that you took in the streets? Oh, it could be it could be monetarily. It can be, you know, relationship wise. It could be material shit. It could be sanity. I mean, it could be anything. What was your the biggest loss that you taken from the streets? <clears throat> Time. Mm. You feel me? Uh, and if you're a real nigga, you just somebody that can understand the principles of time. You know what the fuck I mean? Cause you can't get that shit back. That shit is a a nonstop factor in your life that you really need, and you have to learn how to master it. So to sit here and say that's something I lost, you can just kind of gather the, the concept of what I'm saying. Like, mm. so you feel like? Do you honestly feel like you wasted your time? Not wasting my time. It's how I use my time. Mm. You feel me? How could I have used my time to better a situation or use my time to make the best out of the time? You feel what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it's important to understand that every day counts. You feel me? So each day you got to be putting in some type of action to make make the greater make the greater reality. So, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like, I, well, I, don't, I know for a fact there's plenty of days I could have just took that day and did something more productive or moved smarter or or did a different type of trade or made a made a different type of play something you know what i'm saying yeah. so time bro definitely time damn that's real though because yeah. a lot of niggas would say boy well, i lost 20 racks, racks yeah rob me for 10 bands yeah, like now nah, nah. nah, you said time because yeah, nah. you understand the importance of time exactly. and you understand that that's something you'll never get back exactly Cause and the thing with that is, I mean, even if I did lose twenty racks, nigga, if I got time, I can make that twenty right back. That's a fact. You feel me? Mm-hmm. All day long. Word. Big facts. And you know what I'm saying? And also within that, and I'm also say within that time is the time you spend with people. You feel me? Mm. Also, time you spend with people, man. I spend a, uh, spend a lot of time or allow, and how you allow your time to be spent with other people. You know, so I feel like I, I spend a lot of time allowing other people to waste my time. You feel me? Cause I think people would tell you, and you would tell you probably tell me like that nigga lose somebody different. You know what I'm saying? It's something about him or something the way he speaks, the way he thinks. Like that nigga different. No, that's a fact, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Like, you know, ever since I know you, bro, I always know you as the nigga that just had potential. You always been smart. Like I never took you as no dummy. So I always knew you could do something great. Like even doing this whole underworld series that I'm doing right now, you know how many trap niggas I know. Facts. You know how many niggas I know getting money in the Facts. streets. Facts. I could hit up the first thirty niggas in my phone that I can think of, and all them niggas would do that shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like them niggas for one can't talk. Them niggas don't <laughs> know the difference between there, there, and there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like niggas really don't know the difference, bro. And then at the same time, a lot of niggas lie. A lot of niggas cap. A lot of niggas aren't going to be transparent and be honest and tell how they really feel. But see, with you, I feel like you can give niggas a different perspective Mm -hmm. of the streets. Because like you said, bro, you were a suburban trap kid. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that back up. Let's tap into that real quick. We got time? Yeah. Let's tap into that, man. It's a different world out there for these kids that have two-parent homes, a nice house, and probably a nice car in the garage. Probably go to a decent, decent public school. Even the ones that go to a private school. That shit ain't easy for them kids, man. Because you got to understand. They live in a world where people are always looking at them. And they think. And not even they think. It's a million different perspectives that people think about them. They think they got it. Some people think they 
stuck up. Some people think they too good. And a lot of times they don't even know that niggas ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. They just <laughs> got clothes. You feel me? Not even that. Some like some don't even have that. Yeah. You feel me? I remember when we first moved to that 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 spot that's um around the corner for Publix, bro. Like people down the street had the same house, same two story house, but they have no clothes, no no just a regular car or older car. You feel me? So that goes back to the whole the suburban thing is a perception. You mm, feel me? Yeah. You can have a if you have a decent job and some good credit, you can get a home. You know what I'm saying? It's about maintaining it. But that's when you go into the whole, you see people with foreclosure homes and people that lose their houses and stuff like that. That shit in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit happens in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. It do. That shit don't happen in no hood. Niggas grass unkept. <laughs> Facts. You don't hear about no foreclosure apartment. <laughs> that's a fact. You don't. You feel me? So, like, that suburban shit, man. There's a lot of kids out there who have a whole different lifestyle, man. And it's like, even though coming up, they might have had certain things more so than the, than the, than the less... The fortunate or, or the person that Felt like they had to go get it From an early age But I promise you There's something in them That they want more in life That their mm-hmm. parents can't give them But it, it's it's all about perception though It's all about how you look at things Facts. How you view the world Because You know Sometimes I get down on myself Like damn I should be doing more I should be doing better yeah. Or You know I shouldn't have to do this To be able to do that I shouldn't have to Manage my fucking money mm-hmm. But it's like It's a lot of niggas my age Who I went to school with who don't have a job that pays them a salary. Exactly. So it's like I'm sitting here complaining about what I got, but it's niggas that wish they had what I had. Exactly. You know, so it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the whole suburban thing. You know, I do know a lot of people who grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like the first house in Fox Run was a um a section eight home. It was right. a, it was a model home. Right. They turned it into a section eight home. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest house in that fucking neighborhood, exactly. but it was Section Eight. Exactly. You know, so at the end of the day, it's all about how you view stuff, your mm-hmm. perspective. Exactly. And some people are happy with having nothing. Like a lot of people from different cities and states or different sides of town move to the summit, and their kids will be dirty, but the kids will be happy that they have a house Facts. that's big enough for all of them. Facts. It's four kids. You know, only two of them got to share a bedroom. You know, they be happy about shit like that. So it's all in how you view it. But but you're right, though. A lot of kids do grow up in those neighborhoods, man, and they don't have nothing. nothing. And they feel like they got to do certain things. Exactly. Like some guys we grew up with, exactly. you know, they were breaking in houses. Exactly. Living in the... They was breaking in houses in their neighborhood. Exactly. Exactly. So you make you make some sense out of that. And I just tell you right there. I mean, once mm-hmm. again, it's the suburbs we're talking about. The place that people think that is... That's, too, that's, that's, too, that's, 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 that's all good. There's no need for anything extra to be done. You know, y'all already got it. And shit, I'm here to tell you, it ain't always sweet and butter like that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's, 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 it's some energy out there that make you want to go get some more, even when you think you don't, you think you already got it. Yeah. Definitely, bro. Like, you know, girls always say, damn, I wish I was as fat as I thought I was in high school. No, I wish I was as fat as I thought I was in high school. Like, (laughs) they thought they was fat then. They really fat now. Exactly. You know, and that can be applied to many different things. It was times in life where I thought I was doing bad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn, I wish I was doing bad as I thought I was back then. Like, I was really doing good as fuck. I just got got, got out of that phone. I ain't gonna lie. I thought I was doing bad. No, I thought no back up. I thought I was doing good, but really I was doing bad. Mm. And then it's like I had to shape shift, and you know that's something. But something I can touch into too, like that's self mastering. Like you can really get lost in lost in your whole, your whole little. I, call, I feel like everybody has their own trap. 
You know what I'm saying? Every, every day is your trap. Mm-hmm. You wake up, you handle your business, you do what you got to do, that's your trap. Sometimes you, you can get lost in your trap, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it, can, it can become a trap because you're not focused on how to level up or, you know, you becoming complacent or you get too comfortable in where you're, in where you're at right now because you think that everything's all smooth. Like, you got to make sure you, everything's comfortable, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you work. That's how you being consistent in every day, so. Hell yeah. Word. So, what's next for you, bro? You know, you 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 you've been through a lot of things in your life and you've made a lot of moves, but you've learned a lot of lessons. Facts. I feel like every story that you told me, bro, I don't know if you noticed it, but you took something away from it. You had a different perspective. Like, yeah. I would think back in high school, you get locked up, you'd be like, I don't want to do this shit no more. You're like, no, I got to figure out another way to do this shit. Like, I got to figure out a yeah. way to do this shit smarter. Facts. It seemed like you learned something from every lesson and hardship that you went through Always. to take you to the next level mentally. Always. So, like, what's next for you, bro? Because we didn't even talk about the real hardship that's about that's preparing for this answer that I got for you now, which was the clothing. Because, I mean... Oh, man. <laughs> you feel me? Like, we talking about regular degla, regular regular looch. We ain't even talking about, like, who I'm really trying to be. Mm-hmm. Like... And that's why I brought up what's next for you. Yeah. Because I already know what you got in the works. Yeah, man. I got this new clothing line in the works, man. It's going to be... It's, it's it I promise you it's it and uh, I say that hardship was the biggest hardship was, was probably the clothing line uh, I have I had a clothing line come out maybe about two or three years ago called Currency Collectors and I've been working I was working on Currency Collectors since maybe about 2013 uh, I initially thought about the brand and to incorporate it with my managing company as far as being an artist manager we're working all the artists in Columbia, South Carolina mm-hmm. so um once again, a good, a, good, uh, a money theme idea because I'm just so, <laughs> so enthused with money and so influenced by by uh by the dollar. So uh, you know, I call the currency collectors something I never heard before, something I've never seen put together before, never on a shirt, never in a sentence. So um, you know, I came up with that and little about maybe a year, a year or two within it, I seen a whole nother company or brand whatever you want to call it use the same name mm. and uh this is a learning tip for my people's out there trying to be entrepreneurs you know when you out there trying to trying to build your brand up you know one of the first things you need to go do is get your uh get your get your registration for your um for your patent and your trademark and you could do that by going to uh us.gov and go to trademarks and patent services and you uh pretty much go ahead and submit an application things like 250 dollars and um, you know, go ahead and get that started for yourself. Make sure you do it through the government, not through your state, because that's why I learned my lesson that I, uh, I trademarked it, trademarked my uh, uh, clothing line through the state and not the government, and that pretty much put me in a in an L position. Because later on in life, somebody took my name, and it's pretty much one of the hottest brands in Atlanta and Alabama right now. So but yeah, shout out to them. Tolentas Currents Collectors, man. They know what it is. Everybody from the city know what it is. I just had to put that out there once again, make it clear, put that on some, on, on wax, you know what I'm saying? I thought that was your shit. I thought y'all niggas did a collab, yeah, so bro. Like, so many people have told me that. Because y'all niggas kicked it. Y'all y'all was kicking it close, like. And, uh, and like I said, I know Keith, you know what I'm saying? There ain't no beef or nothing like that. It's just, you know, this is business at the end of the day. So like I said, this is more of like an information type of thing. I don't really have a animosity towards the situation anymore i just be trying to help people be on point when it comes to this business because i know for me that was one of my hardest passions ever in life it's probably like my name like 
I feel like anybody with Lucci, they, they got it for me type shit. You feel me? Or they try to be Gucci with an L. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Cause like nobody sat down and made this shit from some idea. You know what I'm saying? I really sat down and drew up currency collector, drew up clothing from from fall to winter season to spring season to all that. You know what I'm saying? And to have it kind of like almost stolen from you is ah, uh, it's like a big gunshot wound to the heart. Mm. But you know what I'm saying But yeah I got a new one Coming out Probably trying to drop it Before November Or around Thanksgiving Man I ain't like, Releasing the name yet I'm uh, I'm gonna release the name Sometime soon But I ain't releasing On wax yet I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that know Be known On a bigger scale I want that shit to be On Upper echelon shit You feel me I just just like the next V-Lone Fear of God Type shit Swear Swear mm-hmm. Swear Swear Yeah man You definitely gotta Let me get some merch I oh, mean not man. some merch Let me get some of the uh, Clothes man Definitely. You already sure. know Muddy Waters like oh, yeah. I'm gonna be wearing that shit First in my interview. I promise you that. For sure, bro. For sure, for sure, man. Yeah, you already yeah. know my boy. But yeah, next is up is the clothing line. Um I'm back doing artist management for artists. So um be tapping in with artists, trying to make some more power moves, trying to get they uh grind up, trying to get they um trying to get their music to the big scenes, man. Uh back on back on more this fashion tip, like I said, about to do this clothing line. I'm about to tap into uh DMV a little bit. It's a clothing line up there. I want to tap into it and co- collaborate with called um Common Sense. Mm. Uh, it's like Commerce Incense. It's kind of dope, kind of dope thing. They got kind of like the same little thing I had going with the current of the idea. So probably tapping in them a little bit. Uh, I just bought an ass Nike SBs. Not an ass. It's like six pairs, but they exclusive, all dead stock. So I'm tapping into that. Probably go to SneakerCon coming up in October. Um. I'm road running, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. I, I got on a plane for the first time since I was been a baby at 26 years old, man. That shit got me fucking yeah. <laughs> crazed out. Like, So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm moving around more. I'm probably going back to Dallas soon, man. I love Dallas. Dallas is love. For real, for real. I love it. But, yeah, just making some old moves, man. Powering up, man. It's, it's time. And, like, I, I just know it's time because you hit me with this fucking interview. And I swear to God, I just thought about ha- doing an interview. But I was like, who does podcasts? Not even who do podcasts, but I was like, who who's going to interview me? That was really my question. Like, who's going to interview me? Like, who, who want to interview me? And it's like, damn, that shit really just came out of nowhere. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what life's been like for the past month or two, man. I just yeah. been thinking about shit and it's, like, becoming a reality. So, I don't know what God got going for me, man. I really don't. I really man, don't. God see your potential, bro. Yeah, he did. Bro, you always been a nigga that had potential, man. Yeah. And, you know, I want to tell stories of the common people because I've interviewed, you know, some people that have gone on to do some great shit. And that's Facts. on their way to do some great shit. Facts. But it's like, when I interviewed them, they had that shit going on. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I want to reach back to the niggas like my boy Ashton in prison. He want to be the next QC. He okay. want to start a record label. Facts. You know, he's in prison. Yeah. He come home in December. Yeah. But just his mindset, like, he's in prison buying Jordans. Yeah. He's in prison buying Gucci. Tell that, like, tell that man, holler at me, man. You got a funny story about that man. That man, that man owe me a pair of a couple of Jordans, a couple of pair of clothes. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. Remember I had that situation in the, in the, in the cafeteria with, uh, uh, what's, he, what's, he, what's the little young he used to run with name? Used to be him. Oh, Tay Tay. Tay Tay. Remember I had that situation in the cafeteria with Tay Tay? Yeah. Him and, him and Ashton hit the spot. 
Yeah, so before we got interrupted, uh, you were talking about niggas breaking in your house and shit. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that's, that's more that Blythewood shit. That's really, I swear to God, Blythewood had me so turned out. Like, I was introduced to the other side of yeah the shits. Yeah. You feel me? Because, you know, Ridgeview, that's nothing but cool, regular degular, you mm-hmm. know, fly shit, girls, basketball, football. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't really no crazy shit going on too much. You know, you got them niggas who do that shit, but it's well known. Mm-hmm. And, and, and them niggas stay over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a black woman. I seen so much wild shit just from this going, just from skipping. Like I ain't never skip skip that much at Ridgeview, bro. But I got a Blythewood, bro, nigga. Class. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Right. You feel me? But yeah, dog. I got uh, I I forgot what happened, man. I got a little sister, bro. She, and uh, I think she was just in the mix with the wrong people at the time. Some fast ass chicks. And I think they was fucking around with the chicks or whatever, and uh, they must have left my crib, left my crib, and left the door open. And I guess I guess they just took the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that go. But the, but the funniest story, the funniest part of it was, this nigga Tay Tay took his clothes off, put my clothes on, and left his clothes at my crib. And you know I me, mean, bro. bro Bro, I ain't scared of no nigga, bro. But I take that, I take that nigga clothes and put it right on his trash can at his mama house. Yeah, like yeah, I know, I know what's going on. Cause I'm, I, I get, I get real in the shits. Like I, that's why I think the Loki I got on like let me get into like a lot of problems. And shit. Cause I'm, I get, I get down to the nitty gritty. I got on Facebook. I went straight to Ashton Page, and lo and behold, they got a whole picture with all four of them, and he got the outfit on. <laughs> I remember that shit too. You feel me? So, yeah. boom. You know what I'm saying? I took that shit and dropped it right off at his, at his people's crib, bro. And then came to school, was mad as hell the next day. I yeah. Said, I let him know. I'm like, bro, ain't no reason to be mad. You got called. Yeah. It, it, it ain't no nothing. That shit you took, all that shit you took, I'm going to replace it. Yeah. Today. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back to school next week with some new pillow. Thanks to you. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks to you. Yeah. You feel me? So yeah, man, he shook that off, man. Shout out to them boys, but the boys coming up, man. I heard Tay out here doing this motherfucking thing, boy. That's yeah. real shit. Shout out to them, man. I hope yeah, them niggas got yeah, a goddamn man. life jacket on, jumping out there in that water. What, boy? <laughs> man, yeah, man. I hope the action come on soon too, man. Yeah, free my boy, man. Yeah, like free, free that, man. he seemed like he got his head on. Well, I ain't gonna say he got his head on straight, but he seemed like he got a plan. Word. You know, I've That's never heard him talk that sincere. He was really talking about like really wanting to change his life and really wanting to Start like get money. You know, he don't want to pull capers and shit no more. So start with a fucking plan, man. Mindset of wanting to do better and a plan to make it to make something be better. And I feel like you know, just putting that foot into that, mm-hmm. you good, right? Exactly. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Salute to them boys though. For sure. Salute to you, bro. Appreciate you for coming on the show, my boy. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me once again, man. I for said, sure. This, this is something. Big man, I don't even know where this is about to go. Like, ah, this is crazy. I feel like I have to be doing something bigger now. Like, you got me telling my life story. I mean, I might have to really drop a tape or something. Bro, you gotta do something, bro. You feel me? Other than clothes, bro. You got it, bro. Whatever it is, I know it's gonna be big, though. Yeah. I believe in you, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. And that's it. a appreciate fact, bro. Appreciate like, it. I don't just say shit. Yeah. Cause, bro, I could reach out to any. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know. you know, I, I, I know. fuck with you, though, bro. And I just feel like God must have told you to say, hey, let me see what this nigga Luke's got going on. Cause you don't even post, bro. You feel me? I don't. And that's another thing. When I do post, they know it. 
Yeah, for know. sure. Like I always look like if I see you post on your story, I gotta watch it. Yeah. I'm always in your I'm always in your views, bro. Cause I'm like, what he got going on? I know it's something. Got to tell you, got to tell a story. Got to tell, got to tell the motivation. Got to be on point with shit, man. Hey, and for my black people, man, invest your money right, man. Find these little loopholes. Find these little these little event these little, um these ventures to put your money into. Don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Do it the right way. Do it the smart way. You know what I'm saying? If you got a thousand dollars, not put the whole thousand dollars into the shit. Right? That don't make sense, man. Take a hundred dollars of that thousand dollars and try to make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Go well, go two. Go well, go three. You know what I'm saying? Baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Gotta crawl before you walk, man. That's a real statement. Yep. We gotta crawl before you walk. Yeah, yeah. But everybody, man, let's level up, man. I see everybody soon, man. Appreciate it again, my boy. Yeah, appreciate you for coming on, bro. And All you know, right. with this Underworld series I've done, you know, by the time this episode is out y'all would have been unheard three episodes this would be the fourth one um you know i just wanted to tell different stories man i wanted to tell different stories from different people from different walks of life and you know i could have interviewed a nigga in the gutter right now selling crack with his shirt off (laughs) you know he would have just been gave you a provocative story and most of my guests have given provocative stories you know but i feel like it, it this right here gives you a different perspective yeah of the underworld not the so-called underworld like you know people will look at somebody that oh he does this or he does that he probably stupid Mm -hmm. or he probably don't have a plan yeah it's an intelligent dude right here he got a plan of action so you know y'all definitely keep in tune with what he got going on you know if you want to share your socials you can if you don't want to because you didn't talked about a lot of shit you don't have to do that everything clean cut man it's luchi uh lafleur on instagram i ain't on facebook right now uh I don't be on Snapchat. Twitter is uh, Lucy Lafleur underscore. Yeah, Instagram is Lucy Lafleur. Uh, Twitter is Lucy Lafleur underscore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Muddy Waters, man. Yeah, for sure. Shout out my boy Luch, man. Muddy Waters, Underworld Series, Episode Four. We out.